This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. After a few years in ministry, I realized I needed to fast. <laughs> Amen. In other words, have you guys, uh, you know, since you became a Christian, um, have you encountered any uh, trials? And if you haven't, I want to counsel with you. Amen. I, I want to know how you're not encountering any trials. Amen. Are you dealing with any issues in your life as a Christian? Or is everything just hunky-dory? Amen. Is everything just smooth? No problems? I'll tell you, since you got Jesus in your life, it's been like heaven on earth, right? No, you know, sometimes when you get Jesus in your life, sometimes it can, it, it, sometimes it can be harder. In other words, it can be harder on our flesh. Uh, really, to walk with Jesus, walking with Jesus, learning to discipline our flesh is the key thing that we need to do as, as let's put it this way, not as Christians, but as disciples. Do I have any disciples in the house today? Amen. Or do we have just Christians? Amen? I don't know about you, but I'm looking at disciples today. Amen? And what is a disciple, by the way? A disciple is a disciplined one. Amen? And so, so really, God wants us... You know, the Great Commission, you know, Jesus says, I want you to raise up converts. No, he says, I want you to raise up disciples. And so, and so fasting is a spiritual discipline. And uh, after a few years in ministry, I, I was like not seeing some of the results I wanted to see. And um, anybody like that, you're praying, but you're not seeing the results that you like to see. Um, you're, you're standing, uh, you know, for some things and you're just not seeing it. And uh, it just seems like it's taking a lot longer, and uh, it just seems like it's like, is, is it going to ever happen? And does anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. And I was like that one day, and I was like, you know, I was dealing with it, and it was on a Wednesday night. Uh, and uh, I just felt led. We were actually studying out of the book of Acts. So go to Acts 13, and uh, you know, there is a scriptural precedence for fasting. Yin ministered on it a couple weeks back. And uh, as you go into Acts 13, and really Jesus uh, gives really three disciplines, I believe, of, of the disciple. And he, and he gives this in Matthew chapter 6. And three of the disciplines of the disciple is really prayer, giving, and fasting. And he talks about that in, the, in chapter 6 of Matthew. He talks about when you fast, when you give, and when you pray. And he gives some... You know, he gives uh, uh, some uh, information about fasting, praying, and uh, giving. And he talks about don't, don't be trying to do it and show off when you're giving. Don't try to show off in your fasting. Don't try to show off on your praying. Don't be praying long prayers and try to be a show off in the public. So he, he gives us some, some, uh, you know, some instructions about fasting and praying and giving. And really, those are really, I believe, is the three keys to um, walking in the fullness of the blessings of God. And, you know, some people say, well, isn't fasting a part of the Old Testament? It's not part of the New Testament. It is part of the New Testament. I'm going to show this, show it to you in chapter 13 of Acts. But, um, but I really believe that these three disciplines, and, you know, I'm going to say this, that God is calling each one of us to bear fruit. Can I get a bigger amen on that? Amen. And, you know, uh, God wants us bearing fruit for him. 
And it talks about in John 15, he said, I've called you to bear fruit that your fruit shall remain. And really to bear fruit, the only way you're going to bear fruit, it's not by works, doing works, it's, it's by abiding. The only way we're going to bear fruit is not by just doing good things, it's abiding in God. We have to abide in the vine. Jesus said, I can do nothing without the Father. And so we have to understand this. And fasting is a way of, of when we fast and we pray, what we're doing is we're saying that we're abiding in God. Amen. We're, we're abiding in him. And, and, so, and so I don't know about you, but I want to bear good fruit. And Jesus was talking about the parable of the sowers one day. And he talked about that those that are walking with Christ and bearing fruit will bear 30, 60, and 100 fold. How many people want to be in the 100 fold blessing? I don't know about you, but I, I believe that some of us are walking in degrees of grace. We're walking in degrees of, some are, are 30% blessed, some are 60% blessed, some are, you know, they look like they're 100 fold blessed. They're just blessed in every area, they're blessed in their health. They're blessed in their finances, and they're blessed in their relationships. I would say that's a hundredfold blessing. In other words, you got great relationships, you're loving everybody, and hopefully they're loving you. Amen? Even if they don't love you, love them anyway. Amen? And hopefully in your finances, you're just blessed, blessed, blessed. You have more than enough to meet every need. You have the grace of, of finances. You're not just trying, you're not barely making it. Amen? And some of you say, I, I want to be there. Well, you can because fasting and seeking God can get you that breakthrough, gets you in a position where you can hear from God. God can reveal some truth to you. And uh, you can position yourself. I'm going to say this on the side note that fasting doesn't make God do anything. Let me just say it that way. God is already willing to do everything for you. He's all, really, really, he's already done it for us. But fasting, actually what it does, it, it positions us to be in a place where we can receive from God. Amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So fasting, it just it positions us so that we can receive from God. And I don't know about you, but I want to be in the right position Amen. to receive from God. And, so, and so, uh, so it doesn't make God do anything, but it does put us in a position where we can be more sensitive, somebody say sensitive, to the leading of the Spirit of God. And so I want to be more sensitive to the leading of the Spirit of God in my life. And so uh, and I believe the more sensitive you are, uh, the more submitted you can be, and the more submitted you are, uh, the more blessing you're going to walk in, and the more power you're going to walk in. Amen? And so really... When we're fasting, what we're doing is we're disconnecting ourselves from the natural realm and we're moving into a supernatural realm. We're, 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 we're letting go of the natural to embrace something supernatural. And we know this, and I'm, I'm trying to get to Acts 13, but we know this, that Jesus, he started out his ministry fasting. He was, the Bible says he was drawn into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And who's the tempter? The devil. And the devil tempted him in the wilderness. And it was, it was interesting. He said after Jesus, it was like 
he fasted for 40 days and then the tempter came. You know, he was hungry. And so really, the devil's going to hit you at your weakest point. But this is what the enemy tried to do. He tried to get Jesus in the first temptation to turn stones into bread. And you know, Jesus had the ability to do that. But he wasn't going to use his mighty power for himself. See, Jesus always used his power for somebody else. He never focused on himself. He was always... See, in our fast, I know we're going to be focusing and believing God for some personal breakthrough. If If we get also on the other side and start believing for some breakthroughs for others, if we start believing that God's going to do a breakthrough in this city... Are you hearing what I'm saying today? If God's going to do a breakthrough in our family, our unsaved loved ones. You know, we, we need to start believing that God's going to do something for somebody else. And it's good that God's going to do something for us. We don't want to be so focused on ourselves. But we also need to believe that God's going to do something for somebody else. So Jesus, when he was in the wilderness, he was fasting and praying. And the devil tempted him to turn these stones into bread. And Jesus said, you know, man, this is a great fasting scripture right here. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In other words, you know, a lot of times we're feeding ourselves and, and we're, we're, you know, that's okay. You know, that's what we're supposed to do. But really the more important thing Jesus was saying, it was more important. What's more important than eating is receiving spiritual food. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? In other words, it's more, you know, one word from God. I'm going to say this. One, you've heard this before. One anointed word from God can change your life. Can change your perspective. See, some of us are trying to get out of our problem, but really we need to have a perspective change. We need to change the way we see where we're at in the situation. Our perspective needs to change. And when your perspective changes, your problem will change. Sometimes we're just looking at the problem and we're just seeing it one way. But God wants us to have a different perspective of the issue. He wants that. In other words, the higher you get, the smaller your problems get. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And we need to go high in God in this fast. We need to go to another level in this. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Because, see, listen, I don't know about you, but I can always go further in God. In other words, I have not arrived. The Apostle Paul that had all these revelations of God, he had revelation on top of revelation. And you know what? He said he hadn't even attained it yet. I don't know if any of us has received all the revelations that Apostle Paul has received. And he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. And so, and so Paul was pressing in for more of God. And we need to press in for more of God. And I'm going to say this, what knocks us out of pressing in for more of God is our flesh. What is flesh, you may ask? You know, it, flesh is the unrenewed state of our minds. It's, it's, flesh is me, myself, and I. Flesh is, is all about me. Flesh is all about my comfort. Flesh is all about what's in it for me. Amen? But listen, when you start walking in the Spirit, I'm telling you, when you start walking in the Spirit, you will be called the sons of God. 
Amen? In other words, if you don't want to fulfill the lust of the flesh, walk in the Spirit. Amen? And, I, and it's easy. I'm going to say this. It's easy to walk in the vanity of your own mind. It's easy to walk and do your own thing. But God wants us doing His thing. And I'm going to say this. When you do it His way, I'm telling you it's going to be the better way. A lot of us are trying to live this life in our own way, doing our own thing, and having a little bit of God. I want to have all of God in my life. I don't want just a little bit of God. I want all of God. Why? Because I'm telling you, I'm, the, more you the closer you walk with God, the, the greater the blessing you're going to walk in. And the greater the blessing you're going to be. Are you hearing what I'm saying? What made Jesus so powerful? There was a, a story... We're going to get to Acts, but there was a story in, in chapter 9 of Mark of uh, this uh, boy that was demon-possessed, and he was demon-possessed, and the boy uh, uh, would throw himself in the fire and in the water, and whenever demons get a hold of anybody, the de- what demons want to do is destroy you. Demons' jobs or their job, their job description is to steal, kill, and destroy. That's the devil's job description. And he's trying to get on people. He's trying to destroy us. And so this demonic spirit was on this father's son. And the father had some of the disciples pray to, uh, you know, to deliver the, the child. And, you know, they had already, they had experienced success. The disciples already went out. They were knocking on doors. They were, they were preaching the kingdom of God. They actually said, they came back to Jesus when they said, we came, and they said, even the devils are subject to us in your name. Of course, Jesus said, don't be so excited about that. Be more excited that your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. But, 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 but they already had success, but for some reason, they were coming up against a brick wall with this demon-possessed boy. Have you ever felt like you've been coming up against a brick wall? Have you ever felt like things aren't changing? It just seems like things aren't moving. I'm telling you, what we need to do is get closer to God. We need to get closer to God. We need to fast and pray. And and so Jesus said, oh, how long must I be with this, you know, with this, you know, uh, this generation that, that, uh, faithless generation. Thank you. And so, and so Jesus cast that demon out just like that. Jesus did just like that. You think, wow, Jesus cast that demon out quick. Why was he able to do it and the disciples weren't able to do it? Because Jesus was 100% submitted to the Father. See, listen, if you're 100% submitted to God, you, you can speak to that mountain. It's going to be removed like that. But we are, we are submitted to God in degrees. We are, we're only going to give God so Some of us will only give God so much. Because we want, we, we're going to, some of us are holding back on God. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to hold back on God. I, I want to give God everything. I don't want to hold back on, on God because God has great things in store for those that are willing to lay down their lives for him. Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you must pick up your cross and follow me and deny yourself. But in that, there's a blessing in denying yourself. Amen. Jesus just didn't do his will. He did the Father's will. So, so we need to understand this, that, that, that when Jesus spoke to that man and ca- or that boy and cast that demon out, you know, the disciples were just, wow, Jesus, why couldn't we do this? 
Now, now it's in a couple different translations. In Matthew, it said because of their lack of faith, um, that if they just believed, they could, if they had just uh, a belief of the seed of a mustard, a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain. And he talks about believing. Then he said, however, you know, this kind comes out through prayer and fasting. And so I want to say this, that there's going to be some strongholds that we may not be able to knock out in our lives unless we really get down to business, get serious with God, and start fasting and praying. There might be some things some, that, that are trying to keep us down from moving forward in God, and those things are keeping, keeping a ceiling on our life from seeing the greatness of God's blessings on our lives and the greatness of His blessing working through us towards others. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so what the enemy is trying to do is keep some of us down from really walking in the fullness of what God has for us. And so this kind comes out through prayer and fasting. And so fasting really just disconnects you from the world system or the natural realm. And, and really, hopefully, prayer connects you closer to God. So fasting is disconnecting you from the natural and, con- and prayer is connecting you to the supernatural. Amen? And so we need to disconnect. Listen, we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. But unfortunately, as Christians, we tend to walk by sight more than faith. And you may say, well, I, I, that's not true. Yeah, yeah. Do you ever have an attitude when something goes wrong? I mean, does anything go, not go in your way? You start getting upset about it or, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man, or this, that. And you start getting, you know, upset or easily angry. Anybody easily angered in here? Can I just raise both hands? <laughs> Lord, help me. <laughs> help me with my anger issues. Amen. And, uh, and anybody, do, you need, do you, anybody need to get rid of some anger issues in here? I'm angry right now, Pastor. You know, you when you start fasting, let me just say this. When you start fasting, fasting was never meant to be pleasurable. You say, oh, man, I'm going to fast. Woo, glory to God. Not eating, man. It was never meant to be pleasurable. It was meant to be a sacrifice. Amen. You know, fasting is not meant to be something of pleasure. But there is pleasure in fasting. But it was never meant to be a pleasurable thing. It was actually, fasting is actually meant for you to humble yourself under God, it's meant for you to debase yourself and to bring God up. Yes. Amen? And, you know, even, you know, so, so, so fasting is actually, it's the ultimate state of humility. It's the ultimate state of humbling yourself. Amen? Man. So, well, forget about Acts 13. We'll go, we'll go to another scripture. <laughs> Amen. It's, you know, I'm going to say this. I've, I've been preaching a me- messages on grace. And we all want more grace. But, you know, if you want greater grace, what do you got to do? You got to humble yourself. Don't you? You got to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due season. And, lot, and I'm going to say this. We all have elements of pride on the inside of us. And we got to get rid of the pride to see the glory. We got to get rid of the pride. And the pride is, uh, is they, you know, I'm going to do what I want to do. 
That's pride. I'm, I'm going to do what? I don't care what it, what, how it affects other people. I don't care how it affects the, the church or how it affects God. I'm just going to do what I want to do. That's pride. Pride is all about I. And really, you know, the greatest, you know, um, key to walking with God is humility. It's walking in humbleness, uh, being humble before the Lord. Amen? And, and I'm telling you, that is the key to walking in God is humility. We need to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, and He will exalt us in due season. Amen? Amen. And so when we do that, God will raise us up. Praise God. You know, in 1 Peter 5, 7, let's turn there. And it says there in 1 Peter 5, 7, it talks about this. It talks about humbling yourself under God. It says here, uh, it says here in verse 5, it says, uh, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another. Think about how hard that is. <laughs> Why don't you be submissive to each other? I mean, in other words, we're supposed to submit to one another in the love of the Lord. Amen? And so that's one of the things that Peter was exhorting the body of Christ to do is to be submissive to one another. And notice it says here, be clothed with humility. Be, be clothed, be humble. In other words, don't always try to think that you need to be first in everything that happens. That you should have the best parking spot, even though we can pray for a good parking spot. But don't think that you're entitled to that best parking spot. Okay, gosh, man. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Don't get this idea, that, this entitlement idea as a Christian. I'm entitled. No, listen, you're just, you're blessed that your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. You need to just be thankful. Amen. Don't be entitled, be thankful. And sometimes we get this attitude as Christians, well, I deserve the best. Yeah, yeah, only because Jesus paid for the best. But I don't know if you deserve it. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? And we, sometimes as Christians, we get this idea, oh, that we deserve it, that we're supposed to have it, and when we don't, we get angry with God. Listen, you already have it, you just got to recognize that you have it. You see, listen, oh, man, and, and listen, the, the worst thing you can walk in as a Christian is deception. What is deception? It's you think you're on the right road, but you're on the wrong road. You think you're doing the right thing, but you're really doing the wrong thing. The Apostle Paul, the Saul of Tarsus, before he became Apostle Paul, he thought he was doing the right thing. He thought he was serving God by putting Christians in jail and, and standing with Christians that were killing, with, with, with the Pharisees that were killing other Christians. He thought he was doing service to God. He thought he was on the right road. Sometimes we think we're on the right road, things aren't really happening, and we think we're doing right. But what we need is a wake-up call. We need God to reveal His truth to us so we can get off the wrong road and get on the right road. And some of us are on the wrong road. There's a way that leads to death and, you know, you know, to a man, and, and, and he's not even aware of it, it talks about in Proverbs. There's ways that lead to death. Sin will always lead you to death. Amen? Amen? If we have any sin in our life, it, the end of sin is death. Amen. 
And when you're fasting and praying, it will get the sin out of our life. A lot of us think sin is, well, sin is lying, cheating, and stealing. Right, Pastor? No, sin can be a lot more than that. It could be a bad attitude. (laughs) I haven't lied, cheated, and stealed. Yeah, but the Pharisee wasn't doing that either. And he was praying thus with himself that one day in church. and And he was praying. And the Bible said God didn't even hear his prayer. He fasted. He prayed. He, he gave tithes and offerings, but he was haughty. He had an attitude because he thought his works put him in a better position with God. Our works don't put us in a better position with God. It's the grace of God. It's the blood of Jesus that puts us in the good position. Amen? But we have to line up with God. And so here, uh, it says here, uh, therefore humble yourself. It says here, let's back up. It says God resists the proud. It talks about, you put it on humility. And this is, God resists the proud, but gives grace to them. God oppose, opposes the prideful person. He, God sets himself in opposition to the prideful person. I don't want God working against me. Amen. Are you here? I want God working with me. Amen. And if you want God, oh, I don't need a fast. I got everything right. But yeah, you may have everything right. But what about your brother that's going down the toilet? Maybe you might need a fast for him. Maybe your relative that's not doing too well, that's sick. Maybe you need a fast for them. Because you can fast. I heard of a story of this one pastor that that got cancer. And he was dying. And uh, and the whole congregation said, we can't lose our pastor. And what they did, they got together as a group and fasted and prayed. And within a week, he, he was healed. They fasted for him. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so we need to learn to do that. We need to, we need to learn to, to fast so we can get in that place that God wants us to be in. Amen? And so it says, God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. Casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, rock, walks around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same suffering are experienced by your brother in the world. But may the God of grace, who called us to his eternal glory of Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. This is what's going to happen after the fast. You're going to be perfected, you're going to be established, you're going to be strengthened, and you're going to be settled. See, in the fast, it's, it, fasting is suffering time. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? But at the end, you're going to be strengthened. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? We fast, and it, listen, weeping may endure in the night, but what happens in the morning? You're crying your eyes out, right? Joy comes in the morning. In other words, I'm telling you, God's about ready to set some of you on fire this year. God's about ready to bring you guys up to another level this year. God's about ready to break some some bad habits off your life. God's about ready to set some of your relatives free. God's about ready to do some awesome things. But we need to position ourselves. We need to position ourselves. We need to put on humility. We need to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. And we do that. David said, you know, I humble myself through fasting. Fasting is the ultimate way of humbling ourselves. 
And as we do that, we come into a place where we can hear God. Jesus would constantly say when he preached, those who have a hear to hear, listen to what the Spirit is saying. Some of us, we can't hear God because all the things of the world is clogging it up. And we need to get in a place where we can hear God and we can hear a word and we can be in that place that God can bless us and bless our families. And some of us aren't hearing God like we need to. And we need, I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be deceived. I want to walk in the truth. Amen? And when you hear God and God starts revealing to you, he loves you. He starts revealing to you, he has a great plan for your life. He starts revealing to you, oh, all you have to do, you know, because God will, will bring some correction when you're fasting. And correction is good because that will bring you into a place where you can be blessed. We, we shouldn't want to not be correct. We should want to be corrected. The Bible says it's the fool that doesn't receive correction. And when we receive correction, then that puts us in a place where God can bless us and, and work a blessing through us to others. Amen? Do you believe that today? I've got to shut this thing down. I, I wanted to talk to you about... super. Uh, you know, another key is supercharging your fast. Man, i got to shut it down. But listen, a couple keys to supercharging your fast. You want to hear a couple keys before I close this down? Uh, we need to get together with e- each other and pray. We need to come together in unity. The Bible says the commanded blessing is on unity. And we're not just fasting for ourselves. We're fasting for the church and for this community. We want to see breakthrough. Joel 2.15, study that out. Joel 2.15 talks about fasting and seeing the blessings of God come in. Amen. We want to see breakthrough. We want to see healing. It talks about in 2 Chronicles 7.14, humble yourself. My people that, that will pray and fast, seek my face and humble themselves, and I will hear from heaven and heal their land. So when we do these things, we're, so we need, to, we need to come together. Amen. We, we need to... Uh, confess our sins. Amen? In other words, if there's people in your life that you need to, uh, if there's hurt, or you need to release hurt, you need to ask forgiveness, you need to confess your sins to one another. Amen? So they say, why should I do, bring up sins? Well, it talks about in the book of James that, that we need to confess our faults one to another so we may be healed. So we need to confess, and confess our sins to God. If there's areas in our life that we're, because we want to hide from, from our weaknesses. We don't, want, we, we, we don't think God's really seen anything. And, but we've got to confess where we're missing it and confess our sins. Amen? 1 John 1, 9, if you confess your sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive you and, and, and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So, so confession. We also not, not only confess our sins, a third way of supercharging your fast is by confessing the Word of God. And so start speaking the word of God, the promises of God over your, over your situation and your circumstances. Start speaking who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ, and what you can do in Christ. Start spending extra time, the time that you would spend eating, do the, do the praying and the confessing of uh, your sins and the confessing of the word of God. Amen? I'm going to say this, and the fourth key is the money that you would normally take, because I'm, I'm not drinking coffee, I normally spend a couple dollars a day on coffee, which is bad, uh, take that money and sow it into uh, you know, a ministry that gives to the poor. Or sow it into our well fund. Take your extra money and put it in to, to a place 
that, that can help somebody else. I thank you for those two amens. And start doing that. I, I did that. I, I added a ministry this week. I felt led this week uh, to add uh, a, a ministry uh, to start giving extra uh, into a ministry. So I set up a monthly thing. I, I felt led by the Holy Spirit to do this on this fast. Why would, why would I want to do that when I'm just barely making it, right? You may be asking. Because God wants to set you up for a blessing. Because God wants to open a door, a grace door of finances for you. And so when you start fasting and praying and start giving out of a willing heart, amen, sowing and reaping, giving and receiving, when you start doing that, God will open the grace doors for you. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? Amen? So that's, 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 a, that's a, a key to supercharge your, your fast. And then, uh, and, the, and, the, and the next key is praying for others. Is praying for others. Pray for others that need prayer. Amen? We're really focused more on ourselves a lot of times. But when we start focusing on our prayers on other people, believing for breakthrough to them, guess what's going to happen? You're going to get breakthrough. And the last key is witness. Witness. Why you're in your fast witness. Now, don't be telling everybody that you're fasting because that would kill your blessing. Amen? Oh, I'm fasting, man. My church is going through a fast, man. Look at me, man. I'm all trim, you know. Don't, you, know don't, you don't want to be doing that, but you don't want to be telling everybody you're fasting because Jesus said, don't be ringing that bell. I'm, I'm fasting. See how spiritual I am. No, no, you keep it cool. You keep it under, under wraps, amen? And when you do that and you just do it with a smile on your face, you know, oh, I'm fasting, man. Man, it's really bad, you know. Uh, you got your reward if you do that. Oh, amen? And so that, these are keys of super uh, charging your fast. Amen? So I want to see all you guys out tonight at our prayer service. Amen? <laughs> How many people will be there? No, I won't get your hands raised. Amen? The flesh is strong. Amen? Amen. So praise God. Did you receive it this morning? Amen. amen. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you today. And we just thank you, Father God, that you're bringing this church into the next level. And Father, I thank you for those that are here this morning that you have drawn in by your spirit. And Father, I know that this is a word for them because I know that there's areas in their life, Lord, that they could, they could move up higher in. And perhaps you're here today. Maybe you're a visitor or maybe you're watching online and, and you've never made a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ. And today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. So I want to invite you to get a relationship with God through his son Jesus, just by praying this simple prayer. Just say it this way and mean it in your heart. Say it after me. Say, dear God, I believe. Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe that you were raised from the dead and you're alive today. And I thank you. And I believe that you paid the price for my sins. I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org 